everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I am your host, Jada Sharice, and you are now tuned in to more to the story, the podcast and show. Of course, I have another special guest. All of my guests are special. But this one here, when I tell you God is all over her life, when we get into this story of what she went through, what she overcame, it's, it's like you can say nobody but God, but God. Her situation is just, oh my goodness, like what she went through. I didn't even know what was going on. I just got up on Facebook one day and everybody was just praying for Shadon, praying for Shadon. I'm just like, what is going on? I didn't know what happened. I didn't ask anybody. I just stopped what I was doing and I prayed. And then I sent her a message and I just pulled the message up on Facebook. It was November 18th, 2016 at 2.46 p.m. I said, girl, I don't know what's going on, but all I see is prayers for you. I stopped what I was doing and started praying for you. I love you so much. And I know God is a listener, a healer, and he's able. I love you, girl. You got this. God got this. It's already done. I'm shaking as I type this with tears in my eyes. I don't even know what happened, but I love you. So I'm praying for you. Just to read this message is just like, oh my God. At this point, I didn't know what happened. You know, I was just praying that she would be okay. I didn't know what the situation was. And then I think it was like a few days later, maybe a week later, um, her story was kind of told in, I think it was like a news article and things like that. But anyway, enough about what I said. It's time for her to tell her story. Please welcome Shadon. Shadon, if you can say, do you want to be called Shadon or Shay? Girl, it don't matter. <laughs> Well, Shadon, if you can just tell my audience, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, Shadon, we are just going to, you know, get in with your story and tell everything that, that happened the day of, you know, when you opened your eyes. And let's just give them the whole rundown of overcoming and just you knowing that God kept you here for a reason. Okay, so... Hey, y'all, again. <laughs> um, so in 2016, I graduated from college. Um, I was studying to take a test so I can go back to school. Um, I was just still trying to, you know, get my life together. I had just got my first real job um, at a law firm after graduation. Um, I was getting acclimated to my new life of being a college grad, trying to go back to school. I wanted to... Um, I wasn't dating at the time, but I had met this guy, and we we really we were kicking it. We were kicking it strong. So one thing led to the next, and he ended up being my, my boobay. Um, and then I was also going to church a lot. I said to myself, I wanted to be close to God. I grew up in the church, so I always knew who God was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen his his powers. Um, I like that's so it, that's nothing new to me. Yeah, to see what he can do in the spiritual realm and just like miracles that he performed right so i'm like you know what i need to be closer to god i was drinking every weekend looking good out partying i'm like you know what i need to get in bible study so i was going i started going to bible study every week come on bible study um and this was in about this was in maybe august september range i started going to bible study every week i started to make sure i was going to church every sunday i'm just like i have to get this together because i'm just having too much fun like, and I wasn't humble. I had my own place, my own car. I was a college graduate. I can get any dude I wanted. Like, I was always good. Like, I knew I was good. Couldn't tell you nothing, girl. And then you couldn't tell me nothing. It was like, <laughs> you know, 
I knew I needed to be humble. I wasn't humble. I'm just be honest. I wasn't humble, but whatever. So anywho, so that's happening. I'm like telling myself I gotta get myself together, get my life together, get on track. Boom. I'm doing that. I mean, this guy kicking it. I'm really liking him. I'm starting a new job. I'm making I'm making nice money out of college. Life is good. Yeah. So one day I woke up in the hospital. All this is going on, I just wake up and I said, I'm like, you know, I'm waking up, all my family and friends are surrounding me like, hey, should I hear me? Who I am? You remember my name? My mom like, you remember me? You remember me? My fake boyfriend, the guy I was dating, like, what's my name? Who am I? I'm just like, oh my gosh, I remember y'all. Like, what's going on? They like, Shadow, you were in a really bad car today. You were T-boned by 18-wheeler. And I'm like, what? And so at this time, my brain is extremely injured. Um, my brain pressure rose to 40. I had a craniotomy, so they had to take my skull out to let my brain breathe because oh I had sw- it had swelled up so bad. They had to take my skull out, so part of my skull was gone when I woke up. I didn't have part of my skull in my head. Wow. Um, and so everybody's like, you know, because they were under the impression that I would know nothing. I would know nothing. So I'm like, you know, they're like, hey, you've been in a coma for two weeks. Um, I woke up on Thanksgiving Day, actually. Really? My accident happened on November. My accident happened on November 17th of 2016. I woke up on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, one of the two. So they just telling me, like, you've been in a coma for two weeks. You know, they're trying to let me know, like, what's going on because, of course, I know nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing. I'm just like, what is going on? So, as I'm in the hospital, I'm like, I'm having dreams. I'm hallucinating. Just a ton of things are going on. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. What was I didn't know. This was after, after I woke up from my coma. I started hallucinating. Like, one night, um, my boyfriend was there, and I, like, spazzed out on him. I thought that he had us in a, um, it was so long ago. I thought that he had us in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I kept telling him, I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. He like, Shay, you're not in a nursing home. And I, it's crazy. I remember this explicitly. I could, I know this boy had a nursing home, so I started fighting him. Oh, my Doing goodness. all types of things, and... You just weren't in I mean, your right like, mind. Everybody, he's like, what's wrong with you? But, of course, he doesn't understand a brain injury. He's due to this. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I just know that I'm in a messed up spot. So I'm like, okay. You know, I'm just going on the time. I'm finally accepting, okay, I've been in this bad accident. I was thinking people were I was thinking people were after me. This whole bunch of craziness. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, after they, oh, so, I forgot to tell y'all. So, okay. So I'm woke up from my coma. I'm like in cast. I'm in machine. Like literally, like I don't. I know it's not a machine, but it was like mobilizers that like would hold my body down. I didn't know both of my legs were broken. Wow. My feet, my femurs were shattered into like little little pieces of glass. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's how my feet. That's how my bones look like little pieces of glass. My mm. left arm was broken. They did an x-ray on my left arm because it was broken. And they saw something on the x-ray and they couldn't figure out what it was. So they're like, what is that? Let's go in. They went inside my arm to discover my two front teeth. Girl. So my two front teeth were in my arm. Just imagine that impact. Like, I'm oh like, did I have my goodness. hand on the steering wheel? Like, my two front teeth were in the bottom of my arm. Yeah. I have no clue what happened. Because that's the question when I'm telling the story. Everybody's like, do you remember a little bit? I don't know. I can't tell you how it happened. I just know I was on my way to work. Mm-hmm. I was definitely, it was like 7.30 in the morning, and I was on my way to work. I know that much. 
I don't know anything else from that point. I had, this is things, these are things that everyone was telling me. Yeah. So, um, to go back, I woke up, when I woke up, I had a broken arm, two front teeth. At this time, I knew nothing about my brain injury. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really much they can all, everybody could overwhelm me with at one time. So, a few weeks later, I finally transitioned to the rehabilitation center um, where they wanted to take care of me. I had to go through speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. And I was on the floor. The floor I was on in the hospital, everybody on my floor had a brain injury. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the components of a brain injury is people who have injured brains, they, they don't know that they have an injured brain. They think, they think that they're perfectly fine. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with them. So I would go to speech therapy, and they're asking me to add, do math. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. I couldn't do it. I didn't know my alphabet. Um, I didn't know one plus one. I, I didn't know the basics. I didn't know anything. I knew nothing. But you felt nothing. normal, um, though, right? I felt normal. Yes, I felt normal in my thinking. Yeah. But in all actuality, no, you're not normal. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're injured. You're extremely injured. But um, I was hospitalized overall for two months. I started to progress as the week went on, and doctors would always say they wouldn't. They didn't know why I was progressing so rapidly. Only thing they can say is you're young. That's why. And, I, and I'm just like, my mom and my family like, no, it's, it's just God. They just exactly. Don't <laughs> That's um, the real doctor. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus was literally allowing me to heal and just be better and better. And I'm just yes. like, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking I'm 23 years old. I had everything. I have nothing. I, I, I can't relate anymore. I'm not mentally there like everybody else. I don't look like everybody else. Like, my life was in shambles. Like, I cried every single day. I couldn't even use the, like I said, my two razor books, I couldn't even use the bathroom alone. They had to um, get a machine. It was called a lift. Yeah. And I had to sit inside of the lift. They had to lift me up, um, maneuver me to the restroom, lower me down to get on the toilet to pee, right. pick me back up, take me back to my bed. Like, my life was over. <laughs> I just knew it was the end. I'm just like, so God sure does have a way of humbling us you know you said that in the beginning I wasn't humble before we get into the next part Shay let's go back to the coma you know you were in a coma for two weeks you told me you had some dreams okay yes so girl (laughs) I had dreams I had two I have two dreams that I remember actually I remember three of them yeah okay so my first dream was with my ex well, both of them, my exes now, but my ex and my ex and my ex from high school, he was at the hospital every single day. Because, uh-huh. I mean, we 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 just have that bond. Like, we love each other to, to the death of us, but we're not together. We were cool. Like, he was at the hospital every single day. So he would talk to me while I was in my coma. Um, and then my, the guy I was dating at the time, he would talk to me while I was in my coma. So they would both be there talking to me and so I had a dream that my dream had both of them in it but then I met no actually no my dream had my one of my exes in it and then the guy I was dating I met a guy who was built like my ex but had the same name as my current boo thing boyfriend whatever you wanted to call him at the time mm-hmm. the- it was just weird because it was like the, that perfect man he treated me like I was queen and it was just wonderful. Like, that was the best dream of my life, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you because feel I had like... a man who did, did everything for me. And he and it was like, 
my ex and my current boyfriend in one. So it was just weird. Yeah. And then when I woke up, that same guy was there, and he literally treated me how I dreamed of him. Um, That's treat me. So that was wonderful. Uh-huh. My, my next dream was that I had a baby. Mm. I had a baby. I I remember delivering my baby with all the people around. Um, wow. It was just it was just crazy. I had I don't know I just do I had a baby and actually to talk about it my family said when I woke up from my coma I kept asking them where is my baby I kept saying where is wow. my baby and they they didn't know what was going on they just like this girl crazy I'm sure yeah but I knew I had a baby <laughs> they didn't know I had a baby I knew I had a baby uh-huh. um my accident happened on November seventeenth of two thousand sixteen on November seventeenth of two thousand seventeen I found out I was pregnant with the baby girl shut so up. Like, I know seven is the number of completions right like, cool. okay God I see what you're doing I see what you're doing That's you crazy yeah I had two more dreams but we don't even have to get into it, it it's just they just too long yeah I was just tripping <laughs> I was just tripping I, had, you say I was just people tripping. were after me yeah people were after me like they had so they had to put me on a ton of medicines while I was in my coma because if I would have woken up or if anything would have happened and I would have felt the pain because of course they had to do surgeries on my legs. Like right now I'm full of rods. I'm full of metal. I got rods, plates, screws, nails, all type of stuff um in my legs. But you still and if here. I would have I am. And if I would have felt any of the pain, it would have killed me. Like, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to make it through because my brain was misfiring since it was injured so badly. Mm. And it was already, I hemorrhaged, hemorrhage was bleeding. I bled, I bled a lot from my brain. So they had to calm me down in certain ways. Yeah, so I finally, so I got discharged from the hospital January 11th of 2017, I believe. Okay. So then I had to go back February 1st because, like I said, I didn't have a skull. So they had to put my skull back in my head. Wow. Now, so where's your skull at this point? You said in a freezer in or something. The freezer. Oh, yeah. my goodness. They had my skull in the freezer for almost three months or three months, maybe not a little bit over. Wow. And so my skull was being preserved in the freezer. So they put it back in. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God, because anything could have happened during that procedure. Yeah. So I was fine. And, you know, I'm just thankful to God. So after post-accident, I was going to the doctors every week. Um, I had to go take all these evaluations, psychological evaluations. So they didn't know what what was going on with me wasn't normal. So they didn't know where I was going to head after the accident. They didn't know how I was going to be. They sent me home telling me that I couldn't even live alone. I had to move in with a friend because I couldn't even do anything on my own anymore. Yeah. Um, so I was going to doctor's appointments. Um, I was trying to drive... I thought I was fine, but come to find out, me going to see specialists, I am, I was, I'm blind. I didn't know I was blind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sounds crazy, because you would think a person that's blind knows they're blind, but really, I didn't know I was blind. Yeah. Um, I'm blind in my peripherals, so if you're to the left, I don't see you. If you're to the right, I may see you, because I'm not as blind. My brain is still injured, I suffer from some deficits, but Jesus, I am getting better over the years. But today, I'm still recovering. Yeah. Um, but I am, I've surpassed where the, the doctor said a normal person would be. Yeah. Nobody but God. I've changed my ways with my relationship. Like, my relationship with God, we thought we good. Yeah. Like, I'm, 
the fear of the Lord. That's what he wants, and that's what I have. Yeah. Um, and I have some friends, they're really in the past. They're in the past. But God has allowed me to become, a, like in high school, you know, people didn't like me much, which is cool, but. Oh, I know. Now I have, <laughs> now, like my friends, I have a ton of girlfriends. They respect me. I respect them. Yeah. We have great relationships. Like, the accident did so much for me. And I've, I've created so many great relationships just because of my accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to communicate better with people. Um, though I'm pretty sure I learned a lot of that in college, but I'm, I was better able to see my growth and how I can use that to accomplish the goals that I have set for myself. Yeah. So God has did God did so much. My accident was such a blessing. And, and that's I, crazy. I don't regret it. Most you I feel like I should regret it because it set me back. Like I'm still not in graduate school. I'm not where I expected to be in this place, but it's fine because I have my daughter. Yeah. She's wonderful and she's literally motivating me and pushing me to do everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. Such such a horrible such a horrible thing turned out for the best. I'm so I don't think I don't I don't know if I'd still be here without my accident. I used to drive drunk, do all type of crazy stuff that wow. I don't do now. And I am still here, so Girl, God is so good. I know you told me shortly after your surgery, um, you had told me about tithing. What happened then? You oh know? yeah. Girl, so back in twenty seventeen, I mean like I said, I I was working. I was working my butt off, so I had money. Really I I think you can tell me nothing. I, in 2016, I said I wanted to start tithing. Like, I just wanted to bless the church. So I blessed the church with a, with a nice amount of money. Um, and ever since then, literally, maybe maybe a month or two afterwards, I've been financially blessed. And it's pointing out, and I'm still financially blessed. Come I'm, I'm not rich. But if you need something, and if I can really help you and be a blessing, I got you. Yeah. If you listen right now, and you really, like, you're in a tough spot, Reach out. Maybe we can work on that. If I can help, I'll help. If I, I can't help, I'll help. I can help. But I can help you. I, I'm willing to help um, mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you're in a tough spot. But I'm only doing that because of Jesus. Because I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for Him. Right. Right. And I mean, I've always, I've grown up knowing, give your ten percent. I, I surpassed my ten percent mm-hmm. um, when I gave that blessing in 2017, and I didn't think nothing of it. Honestly, I was just like, you know what? God saved my life. I need to help somebody else, so I right. helped out of church. I love it. Here for it. And the fact that you're willing to bless somebody in the audience who's listening, that's that's a blessing. I know when we talked about um, you saying that you gave a big offering and ever since you've been financially stable, you haven't had any problems. I was the same way. Like once I started tithing and giving my 10 percent faithfully, like I had no worries, no problems at all. Like I published my first book, Brokenness, that made me whole when I wasn't working. Started my podcast when I wasn't working. It was just so many things that I was doing that I wasn't working full time, but God was still providing. Now, recently, I was just visiting different churches because sometimes I don't feel like I'm being spiritually fed. So I may try somewhere else. Like I need a different kind of word. I need a right now word. But in the midst of this, I wasn't tithing because I wanted to give to a church that I felt like I belonged to. So what I was doing was just putting my tithing and uh, money in a savings account. And I would tell God, you know, Lord, forgive me if this is wrong. I am going to tithe. I'm just waiting for the right place. 
And God said, absolutely not. You're not going to sit your money in some bucket. No, it's mine. Give it back to me. Whose fault is it that you're not at your church home? So you can't use that as an excuse like, oh, I'm waiting to tithe to the right place. No. And he told me you have to release in order to receive. So I was visiting this random church. I had been there like three times and I was really enjoying it. And God told me to tithe when I was there. So everything that I had saved up, my hundreds of dollars, I just gave to that church. Not a member of anything, but I did what God told me to do. Girl, why two weeks later, I get a phone call from this lady. I do business with her or whatever. And she was like, are you still working? I was like, yeah, I am. But, you know, I'm always open to more income, multiple streams of income. So here we are working together again, and I'm making $600 extra a month. And I believe that that's nobody but God telling me to release in order to receive. You gave me your money that you were saving up, and now I just blessed you, you know. So it's so important to tithe and give, just like you said. And like you said, you have been financially stable ever since. Every time I give my 10%, God comes back with more. So it's important that we tithe. So whoever is out there listening, saving your tithe and money, give it back to God. But anyway, that's my little story there. Now, Shadon, I want to talk about, um, you told me about the LSAT and everything. And you're you're currently studying to retake it, right? Your LSAT, is that correct? Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It's okay. So, good girl. (laughs) So I took my so I was planning to take my L. So I had been studying um a long time before. That, well, not too long. I had just started studying after graduation sporadically because, like I said, I was out there enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't as disciplined as I should. So the accident happened November seventeenth, two thousand sixteen. Found out I was pregnant November seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. I took my LSAT on November 17, 2018. Girl. <laughs> I got a score that could get me into a school, but I don't think it was well enough to get me the money I needed. So I am currently playing fit in the next coming month. Mm-hmm. Or pray for me. How but you? Before, before I forget, I want to tell you, so during my, um, I'm still recovering, so I, I don't, during my getting recovery stages, I was talking to God, I was praying, like I said, I grew up knowing who Jesus is, my mom is an ordained prophet, my, all my family, they're um, higher up in the church, so I knew who Jesus was, I was, so I was talking to God, I was trying to figure out how can I hear from him, like, I don't know God, I didn't know God's voice. Because I was just getting in tune with um, our personal relationship. Yeah. And so this is a specific story. There's more, but this is something specific. My a, a family member of mine. He's he's sick. Um, he well he was sick. He had a mental, you know, some mental health issues. Uh-huh. And he had gotten into some trouble with the police, and they had took him to jail. Like it was just a big deal. But it was literally. He had done nothing wrong. It was just his mental health. He was battling with a mental health situation. Okay. So I was talking to my family, and she was telling me about the situation, and I literally was talking to God, and God told me, tell her I'm going to take it all away. Hmm. So I told this to her, and she's like, <laughs> she's just like, okay, Shay, okay, Shay. 
girl, they went to court. The judge threw the whole case Shut out. Shut He, um, the judge threw the whole case out because he had experienced family members with going through mental health issues. Yeah. And so I just want to say to whoever's out there listening, like, you you may hear, like, you could hear a bold voice in your head. That could be God. Mm-hmm. You can have a random thought. That can be God. Right. You can have someone come up to you and tell you something. That could be God. Like, literally, if you're seeking him and that's what you want, you know if it's God. Yes. Because you're seeking him. And be specific seek, with God. Seek his kingdom first mm-hmm. and all things shall be added unto you. Yeah. That's what he said. Amen. That's what he says in his word. It's, it's something that's real. Um, and, I, you know, in this generation, a lot of people, I don't care if you're not religious. You don't have to be religious. Cool, cool. You don't you don't have to wear skirts to church. Whatever whatever those religious persons are, cool. But just have that relationship with God because mm-hmm. he is so real. He is. He, he is, is so amazing. real. Just talk to him. All you got to do is try. It's, it helps you. It benefits you to try versus not try. Yeah. God has brought so much peace to my life, um, happiness, joy, faith, the love that I have today. And we relate in a lot of ways, Shay, going back to being in church. Like I wasn't, it was different. So I wasn't in church every Sunday, but like my dad's side of the family, they were always in church. So if I'm with my dad, then I know we go into church. But if, if I'm with my mom, we're not in church. So as I got older, the way that I became more involved in church is trying to get out of my last relationship. All I knew was to go to church, go to church, hear the word, read the Bible, like God will get me through this because I have left so many times, but yet I'm still here. And I just felt like that was a situation, a toxic cycle that only God could bring me out of. So I was going to church every Sunday. But like you said, growing up in church, that's different than actually walking with God as an adult. You know, I even got rebaptized once I got in a relationship that I'm in now. And it's important for us to build a relationship with God. Like you said, you don't have to be religious, you know, but just know who God is and have a relationship with him. It's the best feeling to feel, literally feel God's presence. Since I've been rebaptized and since I have a relationship with him, I've been blessed with so many different um, spiritual gifts and it goes with dreams. It goes to um, just hearing his voice like he will tell me exactly what to say to someone and I do it and I just text them. It may be randomly and it's just like I'm just being obedient. But God told me to tell you X, Y, Z, you know. And I just love hearing his voice. I love listening to him and being obedient and having him guide me. Sometimes we can be a little hard headed, but God is not going to let up. So I'm just grateful for his presence. And I like that you said that, you know, get to know God and seek his face because he's always there, you know, and the gifts that we have, just like you can hear his voice now. That's always been possible, but you have to have that relationship with him, being able to speak to him and say, God, I want to hear your voice. Show me a sign, you know, just be Mm -hmm. specific when you're talking to God because he's there. He's there. For sure, for sure, for sure, yeah. So where okay. are you now in life, you know, now, with the accident? Now I am, I'm a stay-at-home mother. I take care of my baby. I am, like I said, I'm blessed. Yeah. God has blessed me. He has put me in a position to be able to stay at home and not need for anything. Like, yes. I want things sometimes, but I'm not in need for anything. I'm able to take care of her. I'm able to teach her. My daughter is extremely smart. Mm-hmm. 
she's a one-year-old who knows everybody part, all the alphabet, her numbers, okay. her name, her birthday, her age. You, you literally, she knows everything, but that's because I'm able, I, I'm able to have the time to spend with her. Right. That's um, a blessing. I'm, I'm a better me. I try to pay attention to how I speak around her, so it helps me in the long run correct my grammar. Yeah. Um, and how I sound and how I present myself so that she can do the same. Like it's, it's great. Um, God is great. My relationships are flourishing with all my girlfriends, mm-hmm. my guy friends, if I have any, um, people that I didn't really even talk to in high school. Like you, we didn't talk that much, but we were in chilling thing together. Right. So we talked enough, but now like I can just feel the different dynamics of our relationship that we have now mm-hmm. versus back in high school, you know, 10 years ago with a however long ago. Same. So, I know that you're here to ask me questions, but can I just ask you one question? Please? Of course. <laughs> since, you, since you've committed um, and submitted your life to God, have your relationships changed like with people? Do you see the, the growth in relationships? Like what? Girl, um, that's a great question. And I definitely see the difference in my relationships. But when you say growth, I feel like I've lost a lot of relationships because of where I am. Um, It's important for me to be obedient to God, you know, and I am not holier than thou. You know, I still act my age, but I also act like a lady. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like I'm not out and about. And yes, I love having, you know, some wine and a few drinks with my friends. And of course, I still go out. But at the same time, I don't do the same things that I used to do, especially because I'm in a relationship and he has taught me so much about being in a relationship and how to keep a relationship. So he's guided me a lot. He's elevated me in Christ, my boyfriend. And I just think differently. I act differently. I carry myself differently. Um, And I'm not knocking anybody. Like, I do miss certain friends that I had. But at the same time, it's like we just, we don't really relate in certain ways anymore, you know. But at the same time, it's just like you have to understand that everybody can't go Sometimes you're growing and it's okay to grow apart. Some people are in your life for just a season, you know, and sometimes only for a reason. So I have changed a lot, you know, but at the same time, I'm still that I'm still me. You know, I can only be who I am. But my relationship with God, I do think differently. I act differently and I do carry myself differently. And I'm mindful of that because spirits carry, you know, you have to be mindful of spirits. And if the enemy can't get to you directly, he will use the people around you. So you have to think about who you are spending your time with, who's in your circle. You know, you may not talk a certain way, but then you have people you hang around with. They talk a certain way and now you act in a certain way, you know, and the enemy is just having a blast. So you have to be careful, you you know, who you allow in your circle. You have to protect your space, protect your peace, and you got to protect yourself. It's important. So, yeah, that's my answer. (laughs) I'm trying to make sure I gave you all the details. It's it's just so much that encompasses my accident. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. I know that. I think it was beautiful. You know, when we first talked, you were telling me, you feel like God saved you because he knew you were trying so hard to be a better person and to have a better relationship yes, with him, you know? And I think that's so powerful. 
Yeah, because people, like, and I'm not going off just me. I'm going off the doctors and the people who have family members that experience things as such. They don't make it. Yeah. They don't make it. And it just, it, like, I have to catch myself because I'm still human. And my flesh definitely comes out. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I want to be guy yet, but I know I'll get there. Mm-hmm. And so I literally have to catch myself sometimes because it's like, you know, God saved you. Who do you think you are? Like, yeah. I have to put myself in my place, which I do, and I know that's a part of growth, which is what God... I, God, I didn't, I'm not going to say he set my actions up, but he allowed it to take place the way it did mm-hmm. because of where he wanted me to go. And so, you know, I just... I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. I don't have... I have no... Only regret I have is when I'm trying to study or when I'm trying to do something. It's like, sometimes I need help. Yeah, because I of your know, brain injury, I'm not right? Slow, but I'm not. Yeah, because of my brain injury. Okay, I'm not slow, but I don't process things as fast as I used to. Yeah. Um, and then that flesh may come out. Like I just felt fleshly ways is the is the problem. Mm-hmm. But God definitely saved me. He, he definitely. Did. Oh, that's what I forgot to tell you. So I had to because I was going to all the doctors. I had to take um, medical reports and all uh, just a whole bunch of things. Yeah, and when I was um, getting one of my medical reports, I saw I had acute system failure. They hadn't even told my mother. Everything in my body had shut off, and the machine was breathing for me while what? I was in my coma. Yes, Girl, everything. Jada, nobody everything, but God. failure, lungs, everything. The machine was breathing for me. Um, and my mom, so I was telling my mom that, and she, people used to, all my line sisters and my friends and family would, would tell me after my coma, she said, your mom is so strong like she didn't cry she didn't do anything and when I would ask my mom my mom said I had to give you back to the creator she's like I didn't create you come on mama she said I had to give you back to the creator and when the doctors came to ask me questions I didn't answer I left it up to God they got their answer from Jesus wow because I couldn't answer because I gave you back to God at the point where I gave you back to God he makes all the decisions I don't make any decisions she let him make all the decisions, and I'm here today. I have chills. Yeah, it's crazy, Jada. Wow. Like, it's, it's, it's real. Oh, it's my real. goodness. That's that's a word. Like, I had to give her back to God. I had nothing to do with that. God, just do your thing. I trust you. You a healer. You you know this, girl. Do your thing. So, oh, I forgot to tell you. So, I was in um, Chesterfield, Missouri, which is like 10, 15 minutes outside of St. Louis. Um, that's where I lived at. And mm-hmm. so the doctor called my mom. My mom told me, of course, I wasn't there. Um, the doctor called my mom and told me, I mean, the doctor called my mom and my mom told me that he said, your daughter is about to die. If you don't get here now to make a decision on what we need to do with her, it's, it's over with. Mm-hmm. So just think mm-hmm. about that drive to Missouri from Chicago. I know she prayed. No one did. I know you she prayed. You may not make it be your daughter. Yeah, Girl, that lady don't play no games. My mama would tell me. I thought my mama like, "Ma, my car won't start. What do I do?" She said, "Let me talk to Jesus." I call you right back. She called me. Uh, shift, uh, play with that gear shift. Turn the steering wheel to the right two times. Your car is going to start. The car wow. starts right up. After she tells me what to do, well, God is real, Jada. Yes, and I'm is. so happy. You, you, you know who God is. I know who God is. The people listening, if they don't know, they're going to see God. I'm right. happy. I'm so I'm happy. happy. And that's why I bring 
certain guests on the show. Um, you know, I just really let God lead me. Anybody that I've interviewed for season two, God gave me a list in January. So it just came around to me sending out my texts and asking people to be guests like in March and things like that. But he tells me who he wants me to be on my show because he wants all the glory, you know, and he deserves it. This is all about what God has done, what he's doing and what he's done in our lives. And it's important that we share the good news. So, Shay, I just thank you for telling your story because, girl, God is all over you and you are here for a reason. I'm glad that you're still here to tell your story. And to all of those who are listening, I just hope that you are blessed today. Um, like Shay said, you know, if you want to reach out to her, reach out to her. If she got it, she'll give it to you. You know, she's in the blessing business and of service during this whole pandemic. Like every day, I just feel like I need to do something. I need to give to somebody. Somebody isn't working. You know, That's I have savings. I have, you know, I'm working and I just feel like I have to give mm-hmm. every day. It's just like I have to help yes, somebody. So just reach out to us. I made a post recently a few weeks ago. Just, you know, whatever it is, if it's a bill, if it's groceries, if it's toiletries, any way that we can help, if we can, we will. So don't be afraid to reach out. Shay, again, thank you for your time today. As I close out, I want to say thank you to my audience for always listening and supporting, watching, reading, everything more to the story. I appreciate you so much. Thank you to House Hill Media for always um, producing and pushing out my content. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you to just everybody. Like, I love y'all so much, and I could not do this without you. So thank you for your support. Until next time, because there's always, always more to the story. He put in.